Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in and around our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. We had a show not too long ago that talked about insurance and the nightmare that it can be at times. What's covered, what's not, how much is covered, how much is not. What about those services that you pursue that are not covered by insurance, like alternative therapies, such as homeopathic treatments, seeing the chiropractor or getting a massage? Maybe you prefer energy healing like Reiki or yoga, Tai Chi or acupuncture. The most famous words spoken by Hippocrates, the father of medicine, were first do no harm. Sadly, some physicians who specialize in conventional biomedicine may not have fully understood what Hippocrates meant by the word first. When you do, you seek out and use many of these alternative therapies first. Who knows if that was done more often as the first go-to, perhaps it would no longer be classified as alternative and insurance would cover all or a portion of it. In 2016, U.S. News and World Report stated that each year, Americans spend over $30 billion for alternative healthcare options. Today, expenditures are estimated to be closer to $50 billion. Now, this obviously substantiates the fact that People want and are seeking out alternative options. So this should be a wake-up call for our healthcare system to think more like Hippocrates and consider a more holistic approach to healthcare at a first line of defense. Today we're going to talk to two individuals. First is the co-founder of a natural healing center on the south side. And then we're going to talk to a doctor and founder of a unique healthcare clinic on the north side. Both individuals strive to offer a holistic healthcare approach addressing mind, body, and spirit. Our first guest today is Madeline Gianforti, founder of Core El Centro, which is a unique healthcare clinic on the south side of Milwaukee designed to integrate body, mind, and spirit. So welcome to the show today, Madeline. Thank you, Jill. It's really an honor to be here, and I so appreciate this opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. Why don't you start by telling us um, how your passion for natural healing started? You know, why, why natural healing? Well, I think I really got introduced to natural healing at a very young age. When I was three, my mom, she had polio. And so she was hospitalized and treated for the disease. Um, and at that time, the doctors were able to treat her for the for the polio she did have like a slight paralysis on the left side of the body where she wasn't really able to walk and so the doctors told her at the end of treatment that they really had pretty much done everything they could do for her from a medical standpoint and from a medicine standpoint and my mom at that time uh as she tells the story she said to the doctor listen that is not possible. I need to be able to walk because if I don't walk, I have six kids under the age of 10 that I need to be able to uh, chase around and really do everything with them. Uh, 
So my mom at that time, and this is back in the 60s, she uh, sought out a naturopath who lived in our little town of Bensonville, Illinois, who was from Germany, who really believed in a very holistic approach. So I would go with my mom to those appointments. And as a little three-year-old, it kind of scared me a little bit just because I saw how this woman was stretching my mom, how she was, um, every time she did different things with my mom and pushed different points on the body, my mom would cringe. But, you know, over time, and she worked with this woman for twice a week for six months. Uh, At the end of that six months, she was able to walk with a limp, but she was able to walk. And so I feel like I kind of came to natural healing very naturally. Both my parents were very into natural healing. And even as kids, if we had sore throats or anything like that, we did a lot of natural remedies instead of necessarily going to the doctor. So it's been part of my life for quite a while. And you have a master's degree, correct? Where you were looking into this natural healing idea? Yes. Um, so I, I'll, I'll just go back a little bit. When I was in my 20s, I was having some health issues. My mom recommended that I seek out natural healing. I did. And in the process of that time, I trusted a practitioner enough to recognize that I had a trauma history going on in my life that was really impacting me in a healthy way. So that experience of really recognizing natural healing and the impact it had had on my life propelled me to go forward and get my master's. I wanted to understand how the body, the mind, and the spirit work together in the healing process. And mm. so I, I went, moved out to California and pursued that degree. And so where does the name come from? Help us understand how you came up with Core El Centro. So the name comes from that uh, my master's thesis was based on when we can go back to our core, the essence of who we are, the deep connection that we've had with the divine in our life, that if we have an opportunity to go back inside, touch that place, heal whatever we need to heal in our lives, that we can then come back out and get back to the world. So it's going into our core spiraling in, in order to spiral back out and give back to the world. Mm, I like that. So many things come from the core, right? <laughs> Especially when we're talking exercise. Oh my goodness. Talk about the, the mission of core. So our mission um, is, and this comes out of my thesis as well. Our mission is to create access for natural healing, to create community, to form community, and to uh, inspire people to wholeness, because we believe that everyone should have that. It's almost a God-given right that everyone have the opportunity to heal their lives. And so our belief was that if people had access to natural healing, that uh, this would help people heal in a holistic way. Does CORE believe that natural healing and traditional medicine should work together then? Oh, yes, we definitely do. Um, When we began back in 2002, uh, we were co-located with a uh, medical clinic at that time, Walker's Point Community Clinic. 
And together, we believed we needed to have the best of traditional Western medicine and the best of Eastern natural medicine come together to meet the whole person. Because if we don't treat the whole person, I I think long-term healing isn't necessarily going to be possible or work. So we need both to truly work together. Nicely said. Well, we call the show a philanthropic community because we know that nonprofits serve the community and that they impact the community in a number of ways. And you talked a little bit about community as being one of those pillars. So stay tuned. And when we return, Madeline will talk to us about CORE's building of community and why it's important. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking today with Madeline Gianforti from Core El Centro. Many people have heard the phrase, it takes a village, right? It's actually an African proverb that means that an entire community of people must interact with each other to experience and grow in a safe and healthy environment. Well, we can easily swap out village for community. It takes a community, which basically means the same thing. So, Madeline, why is building community so important to Core El Centro when it comes to health? That's a great question, Jill. Um, When we first began Core, um, we really, we went out and we talked to leaders in different communities, um, and we visited a cultural center in Minnesota. And one of the questions they asked all of their constituents, regardless of race, culture, or anything, they asked the question, what do you think is the biggest issue for people who, who get sick in your communities? What, what do you think is the biggest issue? And across the board, all of the communities said isolation, mm. that when they felt isolated, they, they felt there was a higher degree of depression, a higher degree of anxiety, and a definitely a higher degree of chronic illnesses. So when CORE opened, we were really conscious about wanting our space to be a space where people felt very safe and very connected when they came into the space. Initially, we thought we were just providing a service. And as we kind of developed we realized we weren't necessarily a natural healing clinic or center. We were really a community center with a natural healing focus because people were coming to be together because they knew that we all have the same needs and it doesn't, didn't matter the color of your skin. It didn't matter your sexual orientation. It didn't matter your religion. It just mattered that we all were there to heal in order to be able to come from our best selves and to really heal. So it, it's, a, it's a definitely a very important part of who CORE is in the community. And I said at the opening that CORE offers a holistic healthcare approach addressing the mind, the body, and the spirit. So how does CORE inspire people to wholeness? Yes, that's, that's another great question. Um, what we believe in is that everybody has an innate wisdom within their body being and that our bodies know exactly what they need. 
and that there this deep wisdom just needs to be activated and accessed so that people can live their best lives. So we see it as providing a safe space for people to do the level of healing they need to do in order to live whole lives. So we know that our clients have the wisdom. We're just there to hold the space for that to happen. Okay. Well, how do people get access to CORE? Can they just call you up and say, I need your services or do they need referrals or how does that work? It works in a variety of ways. You know, it, it, we often get calls from people who, from family and, and friends and members that have been a part of us passing it on to folks, but we also have relationships with clinics who refer people. So the best way for people would be to call us at 414-384-CORE and they'll be able to reach our front desk and then we'll be able to answer any questions that they have. Well, it sounds like you have some really great things going on over there, Madeline. Um, Give us some examples of how you've made an impact in the community and some of the people that you may have served. Yeah, I can give you one example. Um, This past year with um, a lot of anxiety and depression happening because of just what's going on in our world um, today, CORE was able to start a parent support group that just allowed parents to come together to talk about things like, what is it like to do homeschooling right now and try to work at the same time? You know, and so we've been trying to respond to the needs of people. And actually, the support group brought people together. They didn't feel so isolated about what was going on in their lives. They could talk with each other. And that support group, you know, kind of emerged from the need of the community. And so that will be something that we're going to keep. We, we didn't have support groups before this past year. So now we know that that is a real need for our clients as a way to form community. So that, that's been a beautiful um, piece that's come forth this year. The other piece I think is important for people to understand is that when people come to CORE, we really believe that we want them to have a healthcare home where they are really getting, you know, the traditional medicine that is needed for whatever situation that is going on in their life, for whatever chronic health issue. And that CORE, we can also provide them support as they're going through whatever treatment it is they're going through for a chronic health issue. So one example is like, we have worked with several cancer patients who really may be going through cancer treatment, you know, chemo, radiation, whatever it is that they're going through surgery and they're healing from. And they come to us for the support and the nurturing part of that healing process. So we provide acupuncture or a type of nurturing massage just to help support that healing so that they feel the nurturing part as they receive the traditional medical care at the same time. And when we bring these two pieces together, I believe we deal with the body, the mind, and the spirit, and that that's a benefit to the individual and to their families. Um, during that time of healing. We have the best of both worlds to treat that person. Well, the work that you do must be very fulfilling, I imagine. 
Oh, it is. It truly is. Yeah. What would you say is CORE's greatest need right now? Well, I think because of, of everything that's going on in our world today and that we, we keep getting requests from organizations, from clinics as a way to help, you know, those groups have access to natural healing therapies. So the need for our services continues to grow. So our hope is that we can continue to raise funds to sustain the types of services that we provide, because we believe that we're going to be branching off and creating partnerships with other clinics um, around Milwaukee so that people get really deeply connected to that body, mind, spirit. And that speaks to that it takes a community, right? You it know, does. No one nonprofit, I say this all the time, not one nonprofit can do it all. So we work together in partnership with other organizations that either supplement or enhance uh, the services that, that you provide. And, and that just makes for a great community all coming together for the common good. You mentioned it before, but what is your contact information? You mentioned a telephone number before, but what are the different ways people can get to Core L Central? So yes, you can Google just Core L Centro and we will come up uh, and you can just click on our website. Uh, there's a lot of great information on there about our services, about ways to volunteer, about um, ways to support us financially, and just to learn more about who we are. There's so much I didn't even have a chance to talk about today because our, our services are vast, you know? Yes. So and we, we say there's never enough time to get to all the wonderful things that you do, but at least we're planting that mustard seed and driving people to your website so they can check you out further. So yeah, there's, I'm sure there's so much more that makes you the great organization that you are. And I encourage the listeners to check it out, either their website or give them a call or go to Facebook. So thank you, Madeline Gian Forty, for participating in our interview today and sharing how Core El Centro is making a big difference in southeastern Wisconsin. Thank you. Thank you. As Madeline talked about, uh, integrative medicine is a holistic approach that brings together the best of Western medicine or traditional medicine with the best of Eastern medicine, which is the natural healing therapies, with the goal of addressing the root of an illness, not just the symptoms. So stay tuned because when we return, we're going to talk with the doctor and founder of a unique healthcare clinic on the north side of Milwaukee, who truly believes that a holistic approach to healing is essential. Stay tuned and we'll be right back after commercial break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest is Dr. Robert Fox, founder of Shalom Healing. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fox. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So you're a true believer in this holistic approach to healing, and you're the founder of a unique healthcare clinic called Shalom Healing, located on the north side of Milwaukee. So I asked Madeline this question, so I'm going to ask you too. When did your passion for natural healing start? Well, I go back to one of my earlier memories as a child. Uh, I was probably around four or five years old, 
So my grandfather on my father's side, he was a infectious disease specialist. And you know, Madeline brought up her her mother dealing with polio. So my my grandfather, he ran the the isolation hospital in Milwaukee and he oversaw the treatment and research a lot of the research uh, during the polio epidemic. So as a four or five-year-old, uh, I found myself in our basement and my father had my grandfather's records. So I started going through them and I, you know, looking at uh, his writing, not necessarily understanding all of his writing. I was four or five years old and seeing the pictures. He he took a lot of pictures of the patients and pictures of the atrophy that happened, you know, with regards to how the polio affected uh, certain limbs and, and such. And I mean, it was just what, what it really instilled in me was this, this respect for my grandfather for trying to help these people seeing how affected they were by this particular disease and his goal was to help them. So when you look at medicine in general, medicine in general used to be a very holistic, very natural based field. I mean, it's not until really the last century that pharmaceuticals and uh, the ability to perform surgery without severe pain because of, you know, the development of anesthetics. I mean, that's recent. So for, I mean, certainly uh, the last couple thousand years, there's no question that medicine, and certainly from a Chinese medical standpoint, I mean, there's there's recordings going back 5,000 years with regards to herbal medicine, uh, 3,000 years with regards to acupuncture. I mean, so what is traditional and what is medicine that's been around for uh, the majority of the time that human beings have been having any recording of our civilization, it's really natural medicine and using herbal medicine and using nutrition and uh, exercise, uh, using mindfulness. I mean, that's, that's medicine. So isn't it interesting that they call those things, the alternative medicine (laughs) instead of the, like Hippocrates said, you know, have that your first course of action, right? Right. So when you get into, when we, when you talk about traditional nowadays, it's much more, it's allopathic medicine where you're, you're looking at a condition as a disease and you're treating, treating the symptoms of the disease and not necessarily the whole person, not necessarily the cause. And that's where you end up with somebody on proton, proton pump inhibitors, you know, uh, antacid medications for 20 years to treat their reflux, you know, or, you know, uh, antihistamine medication for their allergies you know, for, for 30 years, uh, I mean, just on and on, you know, migraine medicine for the symptoms. So, I mean, it's just on and on in terms of treating the symptoms. And there's no question we have to treat symptoms when they're very severe. I mean, there's no question when they're affecting somebody's life and they're not able to function, we got to treat them. There's no question what's causing it. And to really help them be a whole, you know, as Madeline was saying, like a whole person, human being, you know that has uh, mind, body, spirit. You want to you want to take care of the condition. So absolutely. It, Tell us where the name Shalom Healing came from. Right. So Shalom Shalom is a Hebrew word meaning whole. So people are familiar with Shalom. So it's actually actually spelled the same in terms of the Hebrew Shin Lamed Mem. Uh, but in terms of 
how it's written actually in the, the Torah, in the five books of Moses. So it's actually used in the portion where Abraham goes to Ur to become whole. So the word that it says in there, Abraham left his father's place, his city of uh, birth, and he went to become whole. And to become whole, mind, body, spirit, soul connection to the body, purpose in life. I mean, that's what, and, and it includes peace. I mean, it's exactly shalem and shalom. It's exactly the same letters. It's just read a little differently with regards to the, the, the vowel that's there. So, I mean, that's really looking at the human being as a divinely created being and that, you know, what is our purpose in this life? Certainly, uh, you know, the purpose from my perspective is to serve other people and serve God's creation. And by serving other people, we, we do that. Uh, we serve God. So, but I mean, to, to help everybody become whole, I mean, that's where the name comes from. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Tell us what the mission is of Shalom Healing. Uh, it's a very simple mission. The mission is to provide exceptional health care to those in need. So very, very simply, what is the, the best health care that anyone needs, whether they can pay out of pocket, whether their insurance covers? Uh, our mission is what, what health care do they need and to provide it for them? outside of any real concern for their insurance or uh, monetary ability to to pay themselves. Tell us what it was like to start the clinic. Uh, It was slow. (laughs) (laughs) It was... uh, Great things take time, right? (laughs) uh, Right, it definitely, it was um, not so slow. I mean, it took, I mean, it really took a couple of years for for things to really uh, build up. But um, it was definitely uh, me listening and following what I felt, you know, my shalom was in terms of being whole and uh, serving, serving God and serving, serving other people the way that I had to. So there was, there was definitely a, a hesitation. There was definitely a, an apprehension. There was an anxiety. But right, I carried through and, you know, got over my, my fears and, concerns and made it happen and kept it going yeah and ever since you were a little boy that four or five-year-old going through your grandfather's records you had a uh, a mission a purpose built into you back then and you just listened to that inner voice and followed um, where you thought you were being led and so that's that's wonderful I mean that's that's what we really would hope for people, right? Is, you know, we talk on all the time on the show about using your passion to make a, to make a difference somehow. And it certainly sounds like you're doing that very, very well. Um, we're going to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to dive a little into this idea of natural healing and traditional medicine. And Dr. Fox will give us his thoughts on how they should work together. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And this last segment, I'm talking with Dr. Robert Fox from Shalem Healing. So, Dr. Fox, if you can elaborate, um, does Shalom Healing believe that natural healing 
and traditional medicine should work together. I mean, you talked about it before in the previous segment. Yes, they should. But can you elaborate on your thoughts about that? I mean, certainly that that's the way I practice and that's the way we practice here in terms of, um, you know, a more natural-based medicine and uh, the allopathic medicine working together. So, I mean, that's, I'm biased. So, I mean, I, I certainly feel as though that's the, that's the best medicine there is when you're, when you're using, you know, the allopathic medicine to, let's say, treat a, an infection, let's say a gastrointestinal infection, uh, H. pylori, you know, that's causing, a, you know, potentially ulcers, um, something of that nature. So you use the antibiotic to try and knock down the infection, kill off the infection. But then you're also using something like uh, DGL, deglycerinated licorice root, uh, to build up the mucosal lining uh, after they're done with the antibiotic so that the, the intestine uh, can truly heal and be less uh, susceptible in terms of uh, the bacteria making a home uh, within, the, within the, the tissue and the mucosa, you know, using probiotics, obviously, you know, which has gotten... To some degree, uh, mainstream, uh, there's still some pushback about using probiotics, uh, you know, from some, uh, you know, allopathic and, uh, you know, other providers that don't necessarily understand uh, uh, the real uh, science behind it and, and how to use it. So, I mean, I, there's no question uh, using them together, you know, is the way to do it. The thing that's difficult in terms of doing that is, Obviously, when you're serving an underserved uh, population that doesn't necessarily have uh, the money to pay out of pocket and a disposable income, and when something's not covered by insurance, how are they going to get it? How are they going to get the the DGL? How are, how are they going to get the probiotics? Something like that. That's where uh, the difficulty comes in when when you have a a for profit uh, system that is really focused on the bottom line and not necessarily what's absolutely best for the patient. Um, so that's where, you know, we try to bring that together and, and provide the treatment that's ideal and not just, Oh, you can't afford the probiotics. You can't afford the DGL. Well, we're going to treat your infection and I'm sorry, you're going to end up with a, you know, systemic uh, fungal infection, you know, from the, from all the use of antibiotic, I'm sorry, you're, you know, you may end up with uh, C. diff, you know, from all the antibiotics, uh, but that's going to happen because you can't pay out of pocket for the, you know, for, yeah. for what you really need. And, and right. I, I refuse to go there. Uh, from my perspective, that's actually, it, it's really malpractice um, to, to not provide the, the treatment that somebody needs and prevent a, a reaction that's easily uh, preventable. So, I mean, that's what we do. We, we integrate the two. And obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> well, it makes me uh, think of a, uh, a story I've shared on here before that uh, my mother was prescribed a medicine for her acid reflux for many, many, many years. And it turned out that we, we realized she should have only been on it for no more than one year. And she ended up getting um, diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. And I'm not saying that the two are linked, but uh, the, the uh, common response there from her oncologist was we want to do chemotherapy. And I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here telling you not to do chemotherapy for you listeners out there. I'm just saying 
my my biggest thing here is that um, the doctor, very nice doctor, liked her very much. But my frustration was that she did not list all the options. She just said chemotherapy is the way to go. My mom, uh, we did some due diligence and found out some alternative therapies that that we thought would suit her well. She was in her late 70s at the time. And she opted for no chemotherapy and all holistic therapies. And I'm so happy to say to this day that she's now cancer-free. She's 86 years old. And that, to me, is enough to say, let's take a look at this. We know that these things work. And yes, it might not be for everybody uh, to not do chemo. I'm not saying don't do chemo. I'm just saying look at this where she was able to uh, survive this, this stage four cancer by not going the traditional chemotherapy route but she did many alternative therapies and and it was it was interesting so give us give us an idea of some of your case studies what are some things that you have seen of how western and eastern based medicine has helped your patients like i brought up the the person with the the reflux you know for example somebody like your mother your mother was on the uh the antacid medication for you know 20 plus years it's really only supposed to be, you know, a 12 week medicine. It causes, it's been shown and documented to cause uh, stomach cancer and uh, certainly um, nutritional deficiencies when it comes to being able to break down and absorb, uh, you know, certainly calcium, uh, magnesium, iron, zinc, uh, and it certainly can potentially affect B12 as well. So, I mean, on and on, I mean, there's, there's uh, issues with that. So, but with regards to, I mean, one case, I mean, a, a woman just came to me recently, she's in her uh, early 70s. She's been on proton pump inhibitors, reflux medicine for decades, <laughs> decades. She she had an endoscopy to see maybe she had uh, H. pylori. The thing is with an endoscopy, there's no question it's it's a great test, but you take a sample from the stomach or the esophagus and that's where the light is, right? So if you missed where the infection is, you missed it because you're only taking it from one specific spot. You're not taking it from the whole, the whole tissue. So you do that and you're like, oh, no infection. There was nothing that showed up in the biopsy. So you can, you can do, uh, with this particular woman, uh, you can do a blood test for antibodies and you can do IgG, IgA, IgM antibodies for H. pylori, uh, different stages of infection. And uh, depending on if somebody was treated before, you can also do a stool test to see if the with a PCR polymerase chain reaction where you can identify the actual organism. Uh, and you have to test properly. And that's where this woman comes in. They did an endoscopy, no infection. I did proper testing with antibodies, definitely an infection. She was never treated for H. pylori previously. I treat her with H, for H. pylori with antibiotics looking for a cause, not just, oh, you have reflux. This one test didn't show it. We're done. We're done looking. No, if one test doesn't show it, okay. You, that's why we have multiple ways of testing. Like we, you do an endoscopy, might show it. You do an antibody test, might show it. You do a stool test, might show it. So that's where you, you test in so many different ways. And that's where that's, I, I think a lot of providers forget about the fact that there is no one test that's 100%. That's why you have to look at the body from different perspectives. And we have the technology nowadays to, to have different perspectives in terms of, is the body producing an antibody response? Can we do a, 
a PCR to check for the, the genes of the particular organism? Can we culture it? Do we, are we able to culture these particular organisms? Some, some organisms we can't even culture. So that's where like the, the, the PCR many times is the best way to go. And then, and then you treat properly again with the, the allopathic and the, the natural, uh, from my perspective, traditional uh, means of treatment where you take care of the cause and take care of the infection, but then you also, the cause may be uh, a decrease in, you know, a deficiency in stomach acid. It may be that their intestinal lining was compromised from previous infection and you have to build that up. I mean, there's just looking at an individual and f- trying to find the cause. I mean, that's really what it comes down to when you're going to practice patient-centered healthcare. Not just look at it as, you know, here's a symptom that this, you know, particular individual has. We're only going to do that. No, we're, you look for a cause. I've seen it time and time again. Woman comes in. She's been seeing specialist after specialist, rheumatologist, hematologist, internal medicine, neurology. They're all like, I know you have pain, but you really just, you have to lose weight. And I want you to see the psychiatrist. I had this woman, she just came in. She had specialist after specialist. I did the tests because I believe her. I believe she actually has a health condition. And it shows she has an autoimmune condition that's causing systemic inflammation. And we can do something about it. We can help her in terms of reducing inflammation, reducing the autoimmune response, you know, through both either uh, allopathic and, and uh, traditional herbal, natural means, dietary means. Like it has to be a patient-centered approach. Believe the patient. They're not here because they want to be here. They're not coming to see you because they just want to spend time with you. They have a health condition and you're there to serve them and try and help. Mm. And don't put a Band-Aid on it. Get to the the root of the problem. I think you are speaking to a lot of people out there. I mean, to you and Madeline both, you know, what a refreshing uh, interview this this is. And I've learned a lot. And as I said before, there's no way we can get everything into uh, one interview. But and you talked a lot about some really great things, Dr. Fox. What would you hope that the listener would take away from this interview? Don't settle for a Band-Aid when it comes to your health, your children's health, your parents' health, your, your siblings' health, your friends' health. Don't settle for a Band-Aid. Don't settle for uh, this is the best it's going to be and they're still suffering. You try to find a provider out there that is going to treat them as an individual that's not going to give up in terms of looking for the cause and looking for a way to, to help them feel better and be as productive and live their life, you know, to the level that they need to, to fulfill their, their mission in this, in this world. I mean, that's really what I hope. That's what it's about. Well, I hope you have a lot of openings for new patients because I think you're going to have a lot of people that are calling and saying, yes, you know, we've been waiting for somebody like that. We are going to seek you out. So uh, give us contact information. What's the best way for people to reach you? So the, the clinic phone number is 414-640-LIFE, 414-640-5433. And then the, the website is shalemhealing.org. Um, and we're we're in the Harambe neighborhood. Where is that, Dr. Fox? 
So it's 3338 North, Dr. Martin Luther King. So it's between Locust and Capitol is, is where we are on 3rd Street. So Martin, okay. Luther, Martin Luther King is 3rd Street. So we're in a need-based area. Why? Because we want to provide exceptional care to those that need it, whether they can pay out of pocket or not. And it's unacceptable nowadays to have an underserved population, to have an underserved neighborhood. It's just purely unacceptable. So we're a clinic in an underserved neighborhood that, God willing, is not underserved anymore because we're working on serving them. Wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Fox. I appreciate your insight. Thanks for participating in the interview today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a great place. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen via cell phone on the iHeartRadio app. You can visit our website to listen to previously aired shows at ellenbecker.com, or you can listen on demand now at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. As always, I hope we've given you some things to think about regarding ways to be the best you you can be with regard to mind, body, and spirit by implementing a holistic approach to your healthcare. So if you found this information helpful, please share it. It's a great way to be a blessing to others as well as to give a blessing to others. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.